Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining me as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. Yo, Miguel. We are back. Christopher, we're back after uh, a couple big wins. Nets, Sixers. Nets 117, Sixers 123. A big game because it solidified our status as first in the East. We now hold a tiebreaker, and currently we're like one game above uh, the Nets. In a game where there was no Harden, no Durant, we had a big lead, 18 points with like eight minutes left or something like that, and then take the foot off the gas, suddenly we're only up by four with a minute left. Then... A couple days later, Clippers 103, Sixers 106, no Kawhi. Again, similar, big lead in the first half, kind of let them hang around, and then obviously, in very Sixersy fashion, comes down to the last possession, and we eke out the win. Chris, how are you feeling about these last two games? Oh, man, you know what? I I feel unsettled. Mm. Uh, should, I, should I introduce I... Uh, Pessimistic Chris? Is this Pessimistic Chris time? Play the music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, there's a lot going on here, and it's weird because we're just winning games. You know, you mentioned that, like, we're barely capable of beating, you know, this 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 Nets team missing two top ten players in the league. Sure. Um, but the thing that's really unsettling to me is, like, why don't they want the one seed? Like, look at, so here we are in the one seed. The Nets are doing everything they can to not have it, right? Like, they're resting their stars. Even on Thursday night, they made the game close, and the dude who was torching us all night, Kyrie, they just kept him on the bench. Yeah, you know, it was very odd, and uh, I think there's a theory in the group chat. It was like, the Nets don't want the league to know what they play like at full strength. That way it's like yeah. everyone's just totally fucked in the playoffs. And I kind of see that, but then also maybe Steve Nash was like, yo, these guys are the people that brought us to where we're at now. We're only down four with a minute left. And they sure, deserve sure, to, yeah. you know what I mean? Could have been that. I just like, I look at the bigger picture of like our standings right now and like look at our company atop the NBA right now, right? The best records. The Utah Jazz the Phoenix Suns, the Philadelphia 76ers. Look at our, look at the company we keep. Are those franchises you want to be associated with? <laughs> Meanwhile, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nets, even, you know, throw in there like the Celtics, the Heat, like they are resting dudes. They are taking nights off. Yeah, I mean, so there's two ways to look at it, right? Either we're peaking too early and this is not good and we need to get more rest under our belt in a very vigorous last sprint of the season. Or right. you could see it as, you know, we're rolling and we're like starting to peak and the teamwork's going and everyone's feeling good, good vibes. Anthony Tolliver's in the fold now. You know, it could go either way. And as optimistic Migdig in this conversation, I'm yes. in on the continuity. You know, the, the Nets have it, played with each other for like five minutes. Like, seriously. Definitely. Whereas it feels got, like it will only go one of two ways. One <laughs> is that we win a championship and the talk is of our continuity. Bang. And how it was so smart to keep these guys rolling all year long when everybody else was taking every other game off. Or we're just in shambles in terms of just injuries. I mean, <laughs> Toby's out now. El Sorni, yeah. Can we talk about how Embiid looks? Yeah, because he know, looks dominant, but his knee is not functional. 
Well, all right. Well, so I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I want to before we start that the Vince Poirier is his name Poirier. <laughs> <laughs> the Vince Poirier Memorial Bad Player Award goes to anyone that has been guarding JoJo for the past week or two, right? He oh, sure. Has yeah. been fucking awesome and just really stupid good, and really just reminds you why he was the front runner for MVP, and you know optimistic mig dig here thinks he should still get it you know like why not who cares it's like covid year people are out all the time let's get weird yeah i mean guy. if you look at his i think the, the 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 chasm of games played between him and Jokic is like 18 or something insane mm-hmm. but a bunch of those games were league mandated covid missed games chris before you continue we are at the shake milton minute shake, shake, shake. and you're totally right who cares? 18 Let's games. Let's say that this it's is like, just a season cares? that was crazy. Yeah. And availability is not relevant. <laughs> uh, I mean, as Mike Levin would say, it's not really an ability. It's just like a thing. What? Why do we keep blowing leads? Is this just an NBA thing? Do all teams do this? I'm still in my bag about, you know, being pessimistic, Chris. Well, obviously my... Focus is pretty Sixers centric, right? And it just seems that it would be impossible for other teams to blow leads at the same. This with feels the same like regularity. it's core to our identity. <laughs> I know, uh, right? as this, as the and Sixers. And then, oh my God! Now that I think about it, it's like maybe it was a bad idea that we hired Doc. You know what I mean? He is the ultimate. The king. He's the king <laughs> of blown leads. Y'all thought Shit. Brett could blow leads. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> 